Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is already the 21st of Thanksgiving week starting. So it's the 21st. Next Thursday is the holiday, and I still got to come up with all my side dishes, so we're working on it. There's a lot going on in our world. Um, politically, our weather's changing. All this stuff is changing, and it's the winds that are changing. Our world is changing. It sounds like there's a lot of crazy stuff happening, and people are saying to me, oh, my God, our world's just going to come to an end. Look at all this chaos. And I thought to myself, go back in history. There's always been a lot of chaos. There were world wars. There were people in line starving. Can you imagine what they must have thought in those times? And we are just facing, again, what we all have in common. And that is that we are all here at this time in history. There will always be challenges amongst each other because we came here to work them out. Really, really think about that. We are more aware now. We have technology trails that can find things good, bad, or indifferent. And those are all of our challenges. How do we live in this world? And so, you know, look at it differently because it's very different than what we think. The fact that everybody's raising issues, the fact that everybody wants to do better, love is winning, and we are witnessing it. And that duality, the ego, whatever we want to call it, My son calls it OCD. He has a whole different definition for it. But whatever we want to call it is trying to keep us away from seeing progress and only seeing what we can solve as unsolvable issues. So sorry, I just had to say that. But my gosh, the the things I get in my inbox just blow me away because people are really, really scared really scared, really challenged, and and feel like our world is incompetent. And and it is. There's a lot of people who are willing to put that competency on the line. So just stay tuned and and see how all that works out. Today is Dream Team Thursday. So I have a few dreams. I got to get to them because once I get in them, sometimes I can't come back out. So I have one. Hi, Nadia. If time, I'm hoping that you could interpret a dream. I would like to remain anonymous. A couple of days after you interpreted my Hulk dream, and I had another version of it. I'm in a store and it's busy. Men with suits are walking around on the phones and seem busy. I see an old man standing behind the register on an elevated platform. I look close, and the old man is an older version of the Hulk in my prior dream. 
I noticed a bit of dirt on his face. His face and cut hair is like the first Hulk. Again, this Hulk is much older and he's holding on to a cane and looking down. He's no longer a muscular, although he's not fat, he is stocky. The men in suits take turns to approach the old Hulk and speak to him. It's as if the old Hulk is a man of authority and they were asking him something. I can't hear anything, but there's a lot of noise from all the action in the store. The old Hulk answers each one with an almost motionless nod. The men in suits understand his answer and walk away speaking in their cell phones. Now the old Hulk walks slowly, holding onto his cane straight at me. As he approaches, I confirm that he's an older version of the Hulk. He stops in front of me and doesn't look at me, but begins to speak a lot, and I can't hear a word again because it's way too loud in the store. I ask him to please repeat it. He speaks again and again. I cannot hear him. I ask him again to speak louder. The older Hulk now looks at me and wide his eyes and says, no, no, no. I then realize that the face of the Hulk looks like my dad and I wake up. Nadia, in real life, my dad was a jewelry shop owner, but this was not his store or any version that looked like it. My dad died around 15 to 16 years ago, and I'd like to think of the small business owner he did pretty well for himself. That's it, and thank you so much, Nadia. This is an interesting twist to your dream because it's like this Hulk is a challenge for you. It's posing challenges first it's going to hurt you and you face him and then he's like just this man of wisdom he grew into wisdom and sometimes we think or believe we need to hear wisdom but in truth all you really need to do is feel it there's something about us as people that forgets how much we can trust what we see, our perception, that energy precedes words. You didn't have to hear him. Look at how much you knew. You knew he was speaking of wisdom. You knew he was a big, powerful person at one time who's now, like anybody else, not invincible. We are all going to age. We are all going to grow. We are all going to feel like we have grown into our wisdom. And once we do, people don't hear us anymore. They don't listen to us anymore. As we get older, our parents get older. And I'm getting older to my kids. But as we get older, our parents get older. So we see them from when we were little kids and they look so big and powerful and scary to us. And then as we grow, we be like, oh, my God, they're a person. Same thing that happens to parents when their kids grow. They go, oh, my God, they're people. 
but it happens to us too. It's just telling you things like, trust your gut. You don't need to hear me. You just need to feel me. Understand that your feelings, your instincts are good. When they come to visit us, they get our attention one way or another, but somewhere in there we realize who it is. He didn't need to speak louder. Your answers aren't on the outside of you first. Your answers are on the inside of you first. And then outside is validation. You talk to people who know about the things you're looking for. And then you make a decision. This is all about the fact that you even realized who he was. Trust your gut feelings. You want to buy something, try it out. You want to go somewhere, ask yourself why you're going. What was your first gut feeling? Because if you find yourself going somewhere you don't want to go, don't go. You get a feeling like, well, you know, I could make this work if I do this, 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 this. Yeah, it's going to take more time. Yes, it's going to take commitment unless you really love it. Let it go. Know what's yours and know what's not. It sounds like you have decisions to make ahead of you and you're going to need to pay attention to the decisions you're making. Just showed up, but you know you're there. But as people age, they, they allow to share their strength, their wisdom with the people around them. And as parents, we want to give that to our children. We want our children to be strong. We want to protect them. We want to help them. We have all these different ways of wanting to be parents that changes once our kids start leaving the nest. But this is just a clear confirmation that people don't leave entirely. Their bodies leave but their souls can visit. The beautiful part about dreams, and this is, you know, something I discovered doing this show, and just like everything else, you don't know what you're good at until you try. And I didn't realize how much I could see when I would read someone's dream. And I had one of the listeners say to me, why don't you do it every week? And the more I did it, I started realizing how much our brains are trying to tell us. But because the dreams are so weird to us, like the Hulk, but that gets our attention. We don't remember all our dreams. Some people do. They're like always in their, you know, own world in that way. And that's how they're spoken to. And other people, it might be a daydream. It might be 
thoughts they have during the day while they're driving, while they're alone and no one is talking to them. They kind of talk to themselves. But there's always a message in there. Like, you know, just ask yourself, oh, wow, why did I think that thought? Why did I have that feeling? Why did I have that feeling? Because it didn't just come out of nowhere. And it's not to over-self-analyze. Just ask yourself the question. I do all the time, especially when I come up with something that isn't really what I probably would have chosen to think or like to think. Honestly, it's like a scary thought to me that I even thought that. And I didn't want to think it. And then I say, but why did I? And then I realized, oh, I did not like what just happened wherever. I did not enjoy that interaction because something that was said in it wasn't okay. But I don't know what it was. I just have that feeling. And when you leave someone with that feeling and you're trying to do business with them, they're not the person to do business with. And then I say, oh, wow, that's why I felt that. That's not my answer. They're not good or bad. They're just not my answer. When other people, I feel like I've known them all my life, and I can't help it. But then I have to be careful that it's not because, you know, I have to make sure that they can do what we need to to have done. So our gut feelings will direct us, and this whole dream is telling you to trust. Who you are, you don't have to hear that it's okay to do that. But once you make a decision, then do your research and see if that's a decision you want to stand by. So I hope that helped anonymous person. And I have another dream. And this one says, um, in real life, and I don't know if it's anonymous, so I'm not going to say a name. In real life, I have a small hump on my nose. In the dream, I was looking at it and noticed how my skin got thin there. Then I pulled out a needle, a needle from my nose, and then I pulled out a big, long metal object from my nose that realistically can't fit. My nose was still little, but narrow, but it looked smaller and felt more soft. It felt good to touch it. Thank you. So a lot of times, and I have now seen this over and over again, except in extreme cases, the little, what we call imperfections, are what make us who and what we are. If you did not tell anybody about that bump on your nose, they would never pay attention to it. We would pay attention to everything because, of course, we want everything to be perfect. But what is not being seen is that those little things identify you. That's what makes you you. I mean, I've only seen a couple of instances where, and and this was an inherited trait on on two different people, 
who had bumps on their noses, big ones, really big ones. And they did their noses. And I was like, oh, I was like so grateful that they had surgery on their nose because it just, it was truly a defining thing. And then there were other people that had bumps on their noses that I really saw as making them beautiful. And when they did their noses, I missed who they were. When I looked at them, I was like, hmm, what's different? And I just didn't know, and it was that. So it's one of those things that it's an identifier, Meryl Streep. That's what makes her who she is. The lady that was in the movie, uh, what was it, with Patrick Swayze and the girl, curly hair. I can't remember the name of the movie. I should know it. They danced to that song, Time of My Life by Jennifer Warren. I can't remember the name. But anyway, that movie, the girl in the movie had a big bump on her nose. And it made her who she was. Everybody knew who she was as a result of it. She got plastic surgery and looked like everyone else in Hollywood. Linda Gray, thank you, Francis. Thank you for the chat. So uh, dirty dancing, there you go. And she got her nose done. Nobody knew who she was. She looked like everybody else. I don't remember her in any other movie, even if she wasn't one. It was gone. That was her magic. When I even saw her, I did not know it was her. People look for identifiers that make them who they are. And some people who have them don't like it because they want to not stick out. Yet you're taking away a lot of times who we are. So in your dream, you want to be perfect and you wanted to fix everything. And this dream is saying, Step back, just step back and let yourself be. I know I read this anonymous, although I know who it is. And I've seen pictures of this person. And this person is absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely off the charts gorgeous. And it's funny that we look for little things. Because we want everything to be perfect. And in most cases, if you're not, you know, it's not a deformity, it's an identifier. It's questions I ask myself every day because I live in Southern California. I'm 57 years old. And sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, wow. Things change. But then I look and I go, no, it's not that different from yesterday. I'm fine. But because I see a lot of the results of doing work, I never want that. I I had to really think about it because 
I don't care how much someone says they don't, it's something that's available. And when they see that other people rejuvenated this or did that, and I thought, but then you miss that growing gold. You miss the natural expressions on our faces and our bodies. I don't want to reject myself and feel like I'm defined because as I do grow older, just like in the dream prior, and I do feel wiser to myself, I feel great that I can have that conversation with myself and, you know, someone once telling me I had a big nose, I never, no one's ever said it. I never thought of it. And when they said it, I was like, a big nose, that's a new one. And then I was like, and who cares? This is just who I am. I can't go in and change it to be someone I'm not because then I'm not going to know how to be that person. It all goes back to how we feel about the things that we accept. That being the operative word. How we feel about the things that we accept. It's huge. And this dream shows you how much attention you pay to detail, which is a great attribute to have in your life, to be aware, to take a breath, to accept who we are. Because in bigger decisions, you will look at that kind of detail. And you will see, is that something I want, I don't want, and why? So it's just telling you, you have a sharp eye, a sharp mind. Enjoy that feature and only do things that you really want to do from a position of strength, not a position of thinking it will make your life better or make you perfect. Because it's those little, what we call imperfections, that really make us who we are. So I hope that helps. I have another dream. We have this, uh, a couple of people who have a lot of dreams and one of them is Chris Kip Wood and he has battled alcoholism for a long time we all know it it's been you know published on Facebook but he keeps having dreams about drinking so here's another one I had a dream that a drunk man came by my window and went outside and started and I started to lightly punch him in the face then I said Come in. I won't hurt you again. That's it. Thank you. So all his dreams have been telling him that he finally is getting to that point in life where he has kicked this habit once and for all. Like he's having dreams about beating it up, punching it, getting mad at it, getting angry, hurting it, pushing it away. And it comes in the forms of people or, or animals or whatever it is that has been showing up in his dream. So this one's a man outside his window. So it's always knocking at the door. You know, good old ego. It just walks up to the, to the door and knocks. And if we let it in, it comes in. If we don't let it in, it doesn't come in. <laughs> That's ego. 
in a nutshell. It knows us better than we know ourselves because there's things we won't admit and the stuff we don't admit, it comes in and we let it in because we can't admit yet that it's something we don't want to deal with yet. Isn't that crazy, right? So that being said, he keeps having these dreams about booze at the door somewhere. There's booze at the door. And he keeps saying no. Even after he said no, he had compassion for the man and said, come in, I won't hurt you again. If he just said in the dream, come in, he was accepting to go forward again. But because he said, I won't hurt you again, he was telling himself, and you are telling yourself, Chris, that even though you don't like it, you yourself aren't going to hurt yourself again. And that's huge. That's an affirmation. That's like that, you know, I won't do this, I won't do this, I won't do this. But it's not you consciously trying to say it to make it happen. It's like your mind, your heart, your body, your soul, all of you is saying it. And this is the third week in a row that you're having these dreams. And normally you might write me once in a while, but lately it's been a lot. And you just put it on the page and I'm like, Oh, he's on track. Not because he's doing everything right, but because in his heart, he decided that he really was tired of it. It is a disease. It is not easy by any stretch of the imagination to get out of that loop. It is an addiction. But with the right help and the right support, and it is constant, especially in the beginning, you can see past the drink because that's the whole problem with drinking is you can't see past the drink. You just think, I want it, I want it, I want it, and you take it. And then all of a sudden you're around people that know you and they're going, oh, my gosh, they did it again. I can't believe it. And then you say, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I'll never do it again. But because you just did it, you stop believing yourself. And what Chris is going through is that he does believe himself. Very deeply, he believes himself. And he can't, he can't help it. It's a gift a gift based on a decision he has made in his heart. That's why I always say prayers for getting things we want without doing the work don't work. Any of us can come up with a list of things that we want today, that we think will make our lives what we think we want our lives to be. But if we're not doing anything towards it, 
and we can't get mad that it doesn't happen. Our energy plus the energy that we share with God through prayer or conversation, it exponentiates because action is motivation. Motivation doesn't create action as much as actually starting. I always say you have to start to start. It's like somebody who wants to lose weight but wakes up every day and eats the same food they've been eating and does the same kind of physical activity that they've been doing. And then they get mad that everybody loses weight and they don't. And they know in their heart they didn't do anything for it. And now, these days, losing weight isn't about being thin. Losing weight is about being healthy. We have more ailments going around common, our high blood pressure and diabetes. And when I was a younger person, only old people had those diseases. And they were really old, not just like 50 or 60 even but old because their bodies were starting to react differently. And those were people raised on real food. I don't even use the word organic, but real food. Once they change up how they've done things, it's because inside they made a decision, just like Chris did, that that's not who they wanted to be. They did not want to be a sick person. You guys, I'm running out of time. I hope you guys have a great Thursday. I will see you tomorrow for Quest Friday. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.